0: You're listening to a Monkey Buns Production. Hello and welcome to Alfie Pod's Fantasy Footy FPL Weekly Edition. The show for football fans who love to geek out on the official Fantasy Premier League with a balance of stats, partisan opinions and of course, football banter. My name is Alfie, I'm a live comedy entertainer and unashamed Portsmouth supporter. Each week I'm joined by experienced FPL content writers from around the globe as they lend me their skills and guide me through their philosophies and tactical choices for the fixtures that lay ahead. On this episode, we look ahead to Game Week 5. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is injured and that seems to have caused panic, so we'll be residing over alternatives like uh, Bamford, Richarlison, Jimenez, Firmino, Watkins, Jesus, Pukki? Yes. But of course, there's also Spurs versus Chelsea to discuss alongside a barrage of questions like which Wolves player will score, where are the goals happening this weekend and is high-flying Everton's low price midfield as high value as we think? These questions are more, much more, in our chatty football pie. FPL, loving you can be so much hell. on we counting stats and reading tweets, exploring all the injuries. XGA and XGC, a captain going ecstasy. You did it, you did it, you did it.
1: FPL, I'm dead, I'm shady, I'm bestly for this hell. FPL, we please.
0: Hello and welcome to the FPL Weekly, my name is Alfie, and I'm of course uh, joined by you and joined by my guests on the phone and let's introduce them from the flatlands of the Netherlands, the semi-professional footballer who, despite an appalling game week of just 69 points, still clings on to second place in the Elf Pods League of Death, <laughs> it's Jordi van der Laan. Hoedadak, Jordi. Hoedadak, Elfie. Did I, are right? you?
2: Did I say it right? Did I say it right? <laughs> Yeah uh, it was closed was close. I, I I understand you, so it's fair enough. O-hearted. Is that not the right Yeah, that's better. That's better.
0: Oh, all right. Thanks. All right, Will. We'll get to you in a
2: minute, <laughs> alright?
0: Uh anyway, how's the how's the club search Jordi in terms of real football and you playing?
2: Uh the club search is still uh, on the on the waiting list. I'm still uh I still need to get back to full recovery, so but it's it's going well um been busy now for almost for close to 3 weeks so uh the comeback is on and hopefully i can uh, have i'm i'm at a club within one or two weeks
0: good i'm definitely coming out to see you for that i'm not going to support you i'm going to shout abuse at you <laughs> <laughs> right good anyway glad that's sorted uh calling from that dem Dare in dublin an even worse point return of just 68 although a sense he's lining us up so he can take us all out in one go. It's Matt Kearney. Hi, Matt.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah I hope I give that impression off because, uh, yeah, it wasn't a good week.
0: <laughs> You're doing right, but neither of you used your wild cards. So if you look at it that way, I mean... You're right, hanging in a bit. I sense a wild card's coming soon, though. Uh, also, on the phone, from Colombia, though, a man who, despite making the correct transfer and captain decisions, has only walked away with a return of just 74 points, causing him to slip behind me. Overall, it's Will, a.k.a. Top Marks. How are you, Will?
1: Oh that's depressing. I didn't realize I was behind you.
0: That's okay mate. If you have any fantasy football questions, please feel free to ask me. I happy you help as much as I can.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, it was a dis- I mean, I thought it was having a good game week. You know, got Lukaku's points, um managed to escape without, you know, didn't take a hit. I was very happy with it. And then uh I had big hopes. I thought Everton would do well against Burnley. And I thought great I've got Dominic kamat lewin and of course, yeah, I guess know. what happens. He doesn't play. So it was a sour, sour note to end on.
0: I'm <laughs> quite upbeat, considering Spurs got beat 3-0 as well, but we'll get to that. Now, before we get on and talk about Game Week 5, the upcoming Game Week 5, all the plans we've got our eyes on, let's have a quick brief look back at what happened in Game Week 4 with our Game Week 4 Roundup. Game Week Roundup. The Eagles devour the cockroaches. Big Pat enjoys his first win as Crystal Palace manager, seeing his side smash through Nuno's rather limp Tottenham side, proving that you can go your whole life and not lose to Spurs. Speaking of North London disasters, Aubameyang scores Arsenal's first goal of the season as they seemingly cruise past the luckless Norwich. Trossard bags a late winner against the robust Brentford, as pot as Brighton continue to impress. Pep's boys, however, squeak past Leicester in a match most fantasy managers would be wise to avoid, whilst in the other Manchester United's new manager, Ronaldo, made his bow, scoring twice at Old Trafford as they punish Bruce's bright Newcastle side. Southampton, West Ham, Neil, Neil, Antonio got sent off. That's all you need to know there. Whereas Wolves finally get their season off and running thanks to an OG and a Hwang. Chelsea take no prisoners as new hero Lukaku slains the villains. Leeds get done by a cohesive or what? Cohesive Liverpool. And finally, no DCL, no problem as Everton continue their fine form under Rafa by expertly dispatching the ever-static Burnley. Turns out sloppy seconds isn't as bad as toffee fans first thought. Uh, okay, so quite enjoyed this game week. It was the return of Ronaldo. Did we all enjoy the return of Ronaldo? And now two of you, I mean Matt, you brought in Ronaldo like myself, didn't you? But it was your yeah. D and Will. You didn't. So did we all enjoy it, or did only 50% of us enjoy it in this podcast? I think 50% of you did. <laughs> of us, sorry. So you're, you were of the utmost belief that Ronaldo didn't get to decide that he starts the game uh, <laughs> by believing what the stuff that Oli and said. said. Are was, you now was, converted? Was, are you
2: now off the page? It was made easier on? because Cavani missed out. Cavani got injured during the week last week. so Cavani
0: hasn't been played this
2: season. It made things easier. <laughs> oh
0: <God. laughs> you and Oli hanging out. Will, you just didn't fancy Ronaldo. You don't rate him, do you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's not true. I just didn't think... Uh, I didn't think he'd be that good. I felt he was 36, and I had Lukaku in that spot. I had Lukaku, Antonio, and Dominic Calvert Lewin, and I didn't really see a need to change that ahead of the game week, especially as it would have taken a hit to lose one of them. Obviously, in hindsight, losing either Dominic Calvert Lewin or Antonio would have been a stroke of genius, but you know. It's difficult,
0: man, isn't it? I mean, because you weighed it up and you made the right decision, sort of. But, you know, you suggest- I
1: think I made the rises. I think Dominic Cavalcanti and Antonio, too, f- have been performing fantastically. And there was a lot of hoo ha about Ronaldo. I don't think many people had Ronaldo and Lukaku. You had one or the other. And ultimately, they got the same points. So, uh, unless you're wild carded like Alfie. You've got <laughs> Mate, you got you to smell what
0: sells, do not you? As Alan Sugar would say, smell what sells. Uh, so, Man United, you're away to West Ham next week. Uh, West Ham didn't do too well, drew 0-0 for Southampton, but I'm pretty sure we're all on the same page thinking that Southampton would get something out of that game. Um, Antonio sent up for West Ham. Uh, Jordi, how's the love for Ben Rama these days? Uh, the, love,
2: the love is gone, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's over already. <laughs> no, I, he's, he's still in my team, obviously. I haven't made any transfers yet, but he was subbed after, uh, just after the 60-minute mark So uh, for new signing Vlasic. Yeah, of course, um, yeah. And with the uh, Europa League incoming, I think more rotation is uh, is is yeah is bound to happen. So uh, I think uh, we all enjoyed the prize rises, but I think it's time to move on. And, and who comes in for Antonio next week? I think uh, they play United, and I think uh, Moyes will play a five a five, three, 2 or a five two three, and uh, throw Zuma in for Antonio and give uh, give United a kg KGFR.
1: So then, Ben Rama plays up front.
2: Yeah, I don't know two, two from uh, Ben Rama and Fuster. I think you said Bowen, Rama, Bowen. Bowen Bowen. Yeah, Bowen is due a goal. But I think I think the the the, the switch will be a centre back like Zuma in for Antonio, and then yeah, a rise check, and then three from whoever their attacking myths are. So Fornals will surely play, and then two from Bowen Ben Rama Vlasic. Uh, yeah, whoever is mm. there.
0: Well, make it difficult for Man United, won't they? But how we think about the goal return for United against West Ham? Because United aren't good at scoring away from home; they struggle. Well,
2: uh, I, I don't know if they struggle, but I think they do away to West Ham. Apart from last season, that's that's what I think and I can remember. But last season, I think uh, Fernandes came on at half time. yeah, they got right. a rest, and and they and they won quite easily.
0: Hang on, wasn't Matt? Wasn't that? Wasn't that the game when the ball went off the pitch? Was it that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> all stayed on the pitch. You but, mean? But there was the game also when uh, it was the game when uh, Bruno Fernandez created like ten chances in forty-five minutes. So yeah, but so they didn't struggle last year, but I think they usually do when they travel to West Ham, and I think it will be the same this weekend.
0: Okay, and uh, Newcastle against Man United. I thought Newcastle were right. Actually, I thought they were a bit unlucky. Um, they're playing Leeds next week. Now, this is the fixture that, to me that says there's goals. And the aggregate score between these teams last season was 7-3. Uh, Newcastle looked all right going forward. I thought they posed plenty of questions uh, at the United defence. Uh, Will, is this a game you're investing in?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm invested in it already because I've got Rafinha. And I'm quite excited about that because Newcastle conceded something like 16 big chances, which is more than any other side. Um, I think Leeds themselves have conceded 13. So you're right when you say there should be goals. Um, but yeah, I'm expecting this to be the fixture. You know, we haven't seen the best of Leeds yet. And I'm expecting this to be the fixture where we do see Leeds step up. And I'm hoping for, you know, some, some returns from Rafinha. He's, he's mm. put in 26 crosses so far, which is the most of any Leeds player. He's had 11 shots, which is also the most of any Leeds player. So it's... The signs are that if Leeds are going to get something, Rafinha is going to be involved. Mm, definitely. Yeah.
2: Are are you not scared, will of, or afraid uh, by the Leeds absentees? Uh, Llorente got injured again. First half, I think. Stroy got a red card. Uh, Bamford was complaining of a hamstring injury after the game.
1: Yeah, what's the latest on Bamford? Have we heard?
2: No, yes, yeah, just rumours going on. I think, f- based yeah. on what he what he was. Uh, yeah, what he was heard saying after the game. And there was also some, I think only footage from like 10 seconds where he was holding his hamstring straight after the final whistle. Right.
0: Because mm, he seems like a, an ideal,
1: ready made a replacement for DCL, doesn't he, in theory? He does. So I guess we'll need to listen out for team news on that. I mean, yeah, the defensive um, injuries and absentees, obviously missing strike as well, I presume, then that will hamper them. But I don't think... They play the same way every game, don't they? So they'll just bring in some players who might not be as good, but I don't think that will necessarily stop Rafinha getting forward and and getting chances, yeah, they're, creating they're, chances.
0: Their team is set up on a on a system rather than. In, Playing to players' strengths, isn't it? So uh, it's a bit like Brentford in that sense. Uh, Matt, did you want to add anything to that? No, just just what the guys reflected, just about like Bamford possibly being injured, but
3: Rafinha did look good against Liverpool. He, you know, looked the most determined player on the pitch. And I think if anyone does get points in that game for Leeds, it will probably be Rafinha. Um, also, probably um, Ailing did get forward a couple of times against Liverpool. I think he had a bit of a chance. Um, probably just being a bit biased because he's a player that I own. He
0: need it over. He should have headed it. Yeah,
3: great chance. Yeah, it hit off his knee. So I mean, if you can get you know a few runs into the box against Newcastle, you know we saw Manquillo score for uh, for Newcastle. Yeah. Maybe something similar for Ailing, the right back. So I don't know. Maybe just yeah, but it, it, on paper it is a game that we can expect a lot of goals from.
0: It's funny, isn't it, Manquillo? because he was on my list of four million defenders. And I thought, yeah. well, he's going to play at some point this season. And Newcastle, they have runs where they keep clean sheets for no reason. And uh, I thought, no, I'll go for Livermore. You know, I th- sort of think it's the right choice. Yeah, but it's just funny, isn't it? Straight after the World card, he comes in.
2: See, I told you, i got to go. <laughs> well, I don't think Manquillo will keep his place. He came in for Murphy and Murphy did well first couple of games I think so
1: and just on Leeds what about um, I mean Harrison went off for Daniel James do we think he's the one who's likely to to miss out or does James get a starting
2: spot definitely well not for a starting spot maybe but I think the addition of James reduced the appeal of Harrison for me I think he's a no-go now yeah he he can be easily stopped off around 60 minutes or not start at all I don't think Rafinha will make away any time oh yeah definitely (laughs)
0: right let's move on uh will i want to come talk to you because i'm to talk about palace versus tottenham this is a game that i enjoyed very much I, I really enjoyed this game i thought this was a proper british home underdog fixture there was a great atmosphere there's great aggression great competitive attitudes from the players and i do enjoy watching palace because it kind of reminds me of being at frank park overall very impressive what palace had to offer saha Eduardo scored two debut goals in six minutes. But Conor Gallagher, for me, 5.5 now, risen to 5.6. A busy, busy player in the Mason Mount mould. Two goals, two assists in three games. Liverpool next week, but Will, surely a player for
1: the watch list. Definitely a player for the watch list. He's been very impressive the last two games. Yeah, with the fixtures, you, can't, you might wonder what, obviously, Liverpool, then Brighton. I think it may be Leicester after that. Or something. something like that, yeah. Anyone else? Searched a bit of a lazy... Lazy channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Le- Leicester after, yes. <laughs> no, Leicester Ars- after.
2: Yeah, and then it's Arsenal away.
1: Okay. so A nice easy fixture there. <laughs> so, um, so he's one for the watch list we maybe think about bringing in in the future. Just on the match, I mean, personally... As a Spurs fan, it was a poor performance. I anticipated a poor performance because obviously Spurs had were more affected by the issues over the international break than than any other team. So it was kind of a, a patched together defense, a, a disrupted you know training going into the game. So to make it even worse, I actually thought, and I had Edouard in my draft team ahead of the deadline, And then I took him out because I thought, oh, he's not going to start, is he? And I put King in instead. Mm. Of course, Edward comes on just to make things worse. Not only does Spurs lose 3-0, but the player I took out gets two goals.
2: In six minutes.
1: Yeah. You were right, though. He
2: didn't start. so.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Jordi. Remember,
2: you can't start from the bench.
1: (laughs) Can I get points for that, please? Anyway, (laughs) what's interesting about the game is that it almost you rarely get a match that fits the XG so well. So Palace had an XG of three and got three goals. Spurs had an XG of 007 and got zero (laughs) goals. (laughs) They were bad. And I thought they would be bad. And it's, but it's difficult. As I say, it's difficult to judge this performance because of all the people missing. And I think we'd like to see Romero back. We'd like to see uh, Son was obviously missing as well. So it was a disjointed performance. Palace took the advantage. Selhurst Park, a ground I've been to many times and even worked at once when I was a student, and um, it's a it's a compact, tight ground with with big fans. And I think we struggled against them when uh, even with the fans weren't there. When, when under Mourinho last year, it was a one-one draw. So not a total surprise. Although, and I, as I've been saying, I think Spurs have been overperforming for the first uh, three matches. Not overly confident is my answer. Well, and the fact that Harry Kane don't think touched the ball
0: once uh, didn't look good, and then your best player got sent off. And it's funny with Tanga. I mean, I don't know what you were filled with. We were watching him, but I was thinking, this is it, this is the guy, this is the guy that they essentially not build a team around, but say, right, this is the future for our defense. And he's playing so well, and I thought he's just really cut above everyone else around him. And then he gets sent after you. Like, oh, okay, fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, he wasn't good against Wolves. He got completely um, taken apart against Wolves. Oh, right, and I okay. think maybe centre back is a better position for him. Uh, certainly, long term, that's his position. Um, but Emerson Royale, who came in, and I thought it was what I thought was interesting about the formation with Spurs is he played both attacking fullbacks. He played Royale and Regulon. And he countered that by putting three bodies in midfield, yeah. right, to sort of balance that out. The problem is. Emerson Royale, and there have been question marks over his defending uh, at previous clubs, and he was just exposed um, and repeatedly exposed by Zaha. And it wasn't good. And it's like, so I'm not... I mean, he might be great going forward, but this wasn't the match we got to see that. And if he's not going to be used... If we're not going to be on the front foot and have him going forward, then if he's not that great defensively, I, I mean... Yeah, put Tanganga back there. I mean, even if he wasn't as good, you know, we have a problem in that position. I think against some teams. It's also
3: interesting. Um, didn't Milivojevic come on just before they got that penalty, and Zaha took it? So maybe an indication that Zaha is going to be taking them from now on. I know there was a bit of a kind of a question mark from last season. Um, so maybe Milivojevic has handed the the duties over to
1: Zaha. Yeah, that's a good point. Zaha could be could be on penalties. That would indicate yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Well, they might need a penalty against Liverpool uh, because Sadio Mane has scored in eight consecutive Premier League games against Palace, in total nine goals. It's pretty good, isn't it? That's where my money's on. Uh, Going back to Tottenham, though, will got Chelsea next. Chelsea's game against Villa seemed to prove that trying to select a Chelsea midfielder is a thankless task. Uh, but this game against Spurs, let's not forget that on opening day, No's men did grind out a 1-0 win over City. So beating Chelsea isn't con- inconceivable. But at the same time, considering Chelsea have won their previous two fixtures at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and considering where Chelsea are right now, this one's only going one way, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's interesting, I, I've actually not been as impressed with Chelsea uh, defensively as I thought it was going to be. And in fact, over the last two matches, I know it was a small sample size and one was Liverpool uh, in which they went down to 10 men but only Newcastle have conceded more shots than Chelsea which I did totally really? not expect. I didn't expect, to, you know, I expect Chelsea to be at the opposite end of the table. So I'm not quite yeah. sure why if that was just players affected over the international break because you can maybe understand it against Liverpool, Liverpool are in good form and, and yeah, to back you up, uh, another stat I can give you on Mane, 13 appearances in his FPL career against Palace and five double-digit Halls um, you've got Salah. Last six appearances uh, against Palace, he's averaged over 10 points per match. So you've got two great players from Liverpool against Palace. There will they? Obviously, this is a new Palace. Let's see how let's see how they perform. Um, them getting chances against Chelsea isn't necessarily unexpected, but Aston Villa getting chances against Chelsea was a bit more unexpected because Aston Villa haven't looked that coherent up until this point, and yet they found ways to attract chelsea and of course as uh, you already pointed out last week um, villa did beat chelsea 2-1 uh, on the final day of the season and it wasn't that that match last season had nothing riding on it chelsea needed to win the game to ensure fourth spot uh, and they were lucky yeah. that results elsewhere went for them so maybe villa have have you know have found a way to to get chances against chelsea and that's just that's just villa i'm t- i'm slightly concerned i want to see improvement from the Chelsea backline, uh, and I expect to see improvement before game week seven which is when we'd think about investing in, in one of their defenders. Oh does that answer my time? time. Yeah no definitely buying my time. I don't think and you know as you already you know Paul Yordi predicted Christensen was going to go in and, and uh <laughs> and Tiago yeah. Silva went in but it's a random it was a random lineup. I, I get that. But do you
2: mean if I if I if I put out on a, a watch list on Aspilcueta then it would have been the same. I mean he was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, supposed it was to be line. even more yeah.
0: nil, so But I think with Chelsea defenders, you if it's a nice season I've put Christian Christensen in because I just think it's a five minute defender. I don't have to worry about him. He's gonna play seventy five percent of their games, he's gonna get a lot of clean sheets. It's just
1: easy, isn't it? Yeah, no, I think I think game week uh, game week seven is definitely a time to look at them and given their you know, I still think they will resolve the issues they're having. I mean, last year they looked by far the best The most organised team defensively. I was interested to hear um, Tuchel talk about Chilwell and why he's not been playing, because obviously Alonso's been coming in. And it was part zero minutes so far. Yeah. And it was so to sort of paraphrase what he was saying. I mean, it's partly Alonso uh, has been doing very well in training, has really asserted himself, which I think is obviously very good for Chelsea as a team and as a squad. Uh, And he talked about Chilwell being disappointed, because obviously he had that huge high of playing very well within the Champions League fantastic achievement but then not getting a single minute for England in the Euros and um, the the sort of the, the inference was that that was quite difficult for him mentally uh, and he's needed a bit of a rest both physically and mentally since that to try and get back but now he's you know I think he was also hinting that he's seen improvement um, and that he's playing well and that we could see him come back in so I don't think you can kind of st- you know, say that Alonso's nailed now or say that Chilwell definitely is out of the side, it sounds like it's going to be very much a rotation there as well.
0: Alonso was Alonso was captain at the weekend, did you see? Well, makes yeah.
1: like, sense. I mean, but again, like Quetta's.
0: Well, I don't know. I thought it was quite surprising to, for a player that was so peripheral before Tuchel came in to suddenly go from the day he came in and to to this weekend where he was captain, you think, oh, there's maybe a few players before him that would have got that. So just to show, what I'm saying is that 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 involves trust.
1: It does involve trust. I think there's also an interesting subplot here because the Chelsea hierarchy were, were trying to get Alonso sold to Inter Milan as part of the deal to bring Lukaku in. And this apparently really upset Tuchel because he's a big fan of Alonso. So it's the first time that I've heard of that there's been a bit of a clash between... The manager and the board. So you wonder how that's going to resolve itself. Um, Tuchel Tuch obviously likes Alonso. There's no doubt about that, and he wants to keep him in the squad. I think um, I think he's probably feels very fortunate to have two such excellent players in that position. That, would, that excellent players for the way Chelsea play as well. The FPL Weekly
0: what do you find me, Elsie
1: on Alfie Pott's Fantasy Footy. Shatty football pie.
0: So Matt, uh, Everton versus Burnley at the weekend. Oh, actually, Monday Night Football, MNF. Uh, Everton now have 10 goals in four matches and haven't scored fewer than two goals per game. Suddenly, there are a few nicely priced attacking options in the guise of like Gray, Townsend and Decore. Uh, Decore Actually, 2,443 minutes played last season, two goals, three assists, Three hundred only 360 60 minutes played this season, one goal, two assists already. Can we see a season where he improves on the returns he showed for Watford like two, three seasons ago?
3: Yeah, um, I think there was a couple of quotes, uh, possibly from pre-season or just before the season started anyway, about, um, I think it was from Rafa Benitez talking about the having a little bit more of a more forward role this season. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting to see him get pick up a pair of assists last night. Um, it, he's a bit of an awkward price point at five and a half million because he's a bit too expensive to have as a fifth midfielder. And, you know, with other options in that kind of six and a half, seven million bracket, it, it's kind of hard to get him in, you know, based on a lot of teams' structures, because, you know, a lot of people are going to have the likes of Ronaldo or Fernandez or Salah or a combination. And I, I don't really know where the five and a half million player fits in, um, you know, such as the I, I certainly wouldn't be expecting returns every game, but yeah, he's been ticking over. He's been doing well for them. And, and like you said, there are other, some other options there with the likes of gray and stuff. You know, uh, when I saw the team, the team uh, news last night, obviously Calvert-Lewin missing out. I was a bit skeptical about how, you know, good Everton were going to be going forward. But you know, I it, it probably shouldn't say it, but it didn't really look like they were missing, you know, their most talisman player last night. They created they, no, they a no. lot of chances. It, it was a fairly close game. I thought once Everton had the win in their sails when they got the equalizer, you know, a couple more chances came about, and so yeah, Everton are a bit of an interesting side at the minute. Um, maybe a short-term punt if anyone's looking for a punt. I, I, I don't know. For myself, I, I'm going to have to lose Calvert leon but you know, I guess the question is who you replace him with then.
0: Well, let's talk Calvert Lewin then, because obviously I'm in my team. But uh, it's Aston Villa away next for Everton, but Norwich after that. So I'm happy to let the transfer roll this week and keep him in my squad if he's going to be back for Norwich. But I mean, how injured is he? Well, well,
3: Benitez has said um, that that he needs a couple of weeks to to kind of have a you know assess things. Wow. Uh, he he's he's mentioned a couple of weeks and he said possibly after the next international break. So. Um, you know, it does sound like he's playing it down a bit. It could be a a three or four week injury.
0: Um, so it's time to get rid of then.
3: Yeah, I, I'm definitely getting rid. Um, you know, I think by the time he comes back, Everton's fixtures mightn't be as as uh, favourable. And in the meantime, you know, you've got the likes of of Bamford, who could be an easy swap if he's fit. Um, but, yeah. but a player that I'm I'm really really keen on is uh, Raúl Jiménez. Um, i know wolves haven't been the the greatest source of fpl points and goals recently we've only started we've only seen them score their first you know a uh, couple of goals there now in the last game but i i i think Jimenez, we have yet to see the best of him and i think obviously his injury last season has hampered him a little bit in in the start of the season i'm a bit hopeful that these upcoming fixtures over the next two or three games Will make or break him. We'll we'll see if he's still the player that he is. And I'm I'm kind of happy to to gamble on that, especially now that Calvert leon is looking likely to be out for the next two or three games. I, I'm looking at uh, Raul Jimenez. He, he could be still on penalties. I'd imagine he still is. Let's see Brent uh, home against Brentford next. Then they've got an away trip to Southampton, which could be a bit a little bit tricky. And then they've got a home game against Newcastle. So. Overall, over the next three, probably the, the best fixtures over the next three from any team on paper. So, if, if you mm. if you suspect that they're going to turn it around and click and find form, you'd imagine it would be these games.
0: Well, I I have to agree with you, there, I, I I'm very much on board with the uh, Wolves party. Yordi, uh, I'm going to come to you now because uh, we wanted to talk about Wolves anyway. So let's talk about Wolves. So as it turns out, all those dichotomies over which Wolves midfielder would break their goal scoring, dug it. It just almost inevitable it would be an an OG, but not an old geezer, an old own goal as it's known. Uh and then followed up from a with a goal from a bloke who not mentioned at all, new signing He Chan Huang. Uh or Wang, is it Wang? That's nice. That'd be the best name. So like Matt said, Brentford up next for Wolves, another newly promoted side. They're... Proved to be defensively resolute, but Wolves continue to impress. I'm backing them for a win, but will Traore or Trincao or Jimenez score like ever?
2: <laughs> well, ever, yeah, probably is, but how soon? That Doesn't remains remains the question. <laughs> uh, but they, they they yeah they keep on performing, especially on the on the expected metrics. Um, but yeah, like like you said, uh, it was quite funny to see them breaking the duck by. Yeah, being helped by an by, by an own goal, it's it's actually quite. They are actually really impressive because they are thirteenth in the table and they are third for uh, the the expected goal difference. Only City and Liverpool are ranked higher for the expected well, goal difference true. over the first four game weeks, and that includes uh, a penalty against uh, against against Spurs. So that's that's another point eight, yeah, around 0.8 difference. So they are actually really impressive, but yeah, uh, who are you going to back? Um, with the with the introduction of Wang, I think uh, both Trin Sao and uh, and Adama Traore's minutes are under threat. So uh, what's encu- encouraging is for the player you are considering is that Rahul Jimenez has featured all games, 90 minutes. So hmm. that's encouraging if you're thinking of bringing him in. But I'm 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 yet to be convinced by him. After his comeback, I don't, I don't think he has looked himself um, like he did prior to the injury. And yeah, that's. It, I want to see signs of that first before jumping on. Yeah,
0: I, I, I have concerns whether he can actually head a ball ever again, genuinely, because uh, uh, obviously we'll be able to, but he was such a good header of yeah, the ball yeah, definitely. before. And and there was a, he had a, I think he had a half chance, or sort of, well, actually better than that chance in the game against Watford. And he sort of just sort of 50 P'd it, as we call it. And he never used to do that before. Will, you fancy a bit of Jimenez or are you more of a Trincao, I can't say his name right, Trincao
1: person? Yeah, well, my concern is um, finding a replacement for Dominic Lewin. So it's, I guess I've got a choice of I could bring in Jimenez, um he looks he looks like a good option. I've gone off Tony, who's a bit cheaper because he's always he's seen he's again was playing a bit deeper and, and the fixtures aren't great for Brentford mm-hmm. anyway. Um Bamford, we need to listen out for news to see if he's got an injury. Or do I downgrade one of my midfielders and bring in Ronaldo and do a sort of uh shift funds from my midfield up front? Those are the questions I'm I'm pondering. Jimenez, I think it's a good option though. I think you know he's uh, along with Salah. He's the only player to have uh, to reach double figures for chances created and shots in the box, which are two really good metrics to look at when you when you want to um, okay. get points returns. So he's definitely getting in. You know whether whether he's got um, psychological issues with using his head and you know mentally if he's right there or not. He's certainly getting chances and creating chances. So yeah, he he could be he could be one of, he could be an option. He could be the player I bring in to replace Dominic Cavett-Lewin.
2: Well, you mentioned uh, Jimenez is the only player with Salah to be in double figures for both uh, chance created and shots, I think you mentioned.
1: Shots in the box.
2: Yeah. Mm. But um, when I'm looking at FBREF, uh, or whatever you call it, the, the the statistics side, he's not even in the top 15 for expected assists. He's on 0.7 over the four games he played. So my... Caveat with the uh, fantasy football scout with the ch- chances created ma- metric. Yeah, they are pretty. How do I yeah, say you could that? be setting
3: up like a 30-yard shot or something.
2: Yeah, not yeah, or or like <laughs> when when you take a corner and it hits a head of a teammate, then it's it counts as a chance created. They are pretty quickly to categorize things as chance created
1: yeah i mean that's that's opta um i mean any sort of attempt on target is a is a chance created yeah um, would have a chance created if there was a if there was an assist associated with that attempt on target i, I agree yeah the the expected stats aren't as encouraging for for him and that's a little bit of a worry yeah. i agree yeah
2: I just want to mention that i'd be cautious with the chances created uh, thing
0: but wolves have been creating they have been as a team yeah a definitely team, creating force i've thought but you always So even if Jimenez... Okay, so Jimenez doesn't score. He gets the assist. But realistically, who around him is going to pull, put the ball in the back of the net? I wouldn't put my money in anyone <laughs> in that side. So it's difficult, isn't it? You don't think Hwang, Hwang then for uh, DCL for one week against Brentford? You never know. He's playing as a forward. Uh, some other names for you. Richarlison. We haven't mentioned Richarlison as a replacement He's due a goal. He's definitely due a goal and he definitely looks upset. He definitely looks very, very sad at the moment.
2: Well, he, he's on penalties. Richarlison is on penalties when DCL is out. Goes. So, could be a... Could be a... Could yeah. be good <laughs> so, so, do
1: we think... Look, I must putting a conspiracy theory out there, but Richarlison, um, Dominic Cavaloon, is out with a broken toe and an injured quadricep. Did Richarlison have anything to do with either of those? <laughs> Possibly.
2: Maybe <laughs> he stepped stepped on his foot when the, when he took the pen before he took the pen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're We're revenge for
3: that other instance uh, the other week, yeah.
0: <laughs> and what about Dennis? Watford's Dennis against Norwich. He's a man Norwich. Uh,
1: no, I think Joe man- is gonna <laughs> take minutes from him. Uh who's Oh Joe Pedro's back, is he? He's fit, he's fit again, yeah. So I'm not quite I wouldn't Ooh. I'd avoid Dennis for the moment until we know if he's actually gonna get minutes.
0: Okay, uh Ollie Watkins, he looked very lively. Against Ollie Chelsea, Watkins. Yeah, really no,
2: it's Will Stern now when, when you talk <laughs> yeah, about Watkins. I, I love Watkins. Go on I wrote it down. No, yeah.
1: Watkins, is, uh, Watkins is a fantastic player. I actually, I've been saying this, I actually think he's going to end up with more goals than Danny Ings. And I think he's going to, he played in a two, he didn't play wide. I think he's going to benefit from having Ings and and playing in a two, as opposed to last season where he was kind of on his own and and trying to do all the movement and the running himself. We've got Buendia to come back in for Villa, so Villa, who looked good against Chelsea, were missing uh, were missing their Argentine players, of course, who had to quarantine after that ridiculous incident in in uh, in Brazil. Watkins is fantastic. I think he's I think he's I think he's got a good eye for goal. I think he's got a good shot. I think he's good at creating space. And I think he's good at linking up with his teammates. I'm a big fan of his. And if the fixtures were better, I'd I'd consider just going Dominic Cabotler into Watkins, actually. It's a good shout. Mm. I think I think
2: when you plan a wild card for Game Week Eight, I think Watkins is a really good pick from then on.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, good. Uh all right. So if you're not into Watkins, what about Jesus? Into a bit of Jesus? He's uh he's been playing. He's been playing. He plays in the wing now. Can you trust Pep, though? As soon as you get him in, he's going to drop him, isn't he? He's going to drop him. Go on, Jordi. You look really tempted.
2: <laughs> I'm not tempted at all by, by Jesus. <laughs> Matt, are you no. tempted? Um, no. Well, the thing is... you know, <laughs> Will? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually the most tempted by Gundogan from City's team. If I was to bring in and a not, City player. And not
0: Torres. Not Torres. Ter- no. Torres has started I think, every I think, single game.
2: I'll, yeah, but I honestly think uh, Gundogan is a... It will turn out to be a better FPL asset than Torres over the course of the season.
1: Yeah. What about um, Grealish? I mean, surely he's, he's kind of nailed for two positions, isn't he? And he's, he's already played the most minutes of any attacking player.
2: Yeah, that's that's true. But I think, uh, yeah, the way I see it is uh, whenever City score goals, it, they will always be... Shared yeah. around. Yeah, shared around every player who plays. And I think Gundogan is one of the most, one of the most nil players from City. I don't know if you can get nil in a city team, but well, there you go. Uh, and he's he's a bit cheaper than Grealish. So, and I think I still think uh, Fantasy Football Scout has him on fourth for penalties. But I still think he's behind uh, Mares Only that's my that's that's my yeah, hunch. A, who
0: knows when when it comes to city's penalties? I mean,
2: I just I just personally, I,
0: I'm of the personal thought. I know there's lo- I know they're a great side and they will score loads of goals. I just think in terms of any sort of fantasy game trying to predict Man City is more of a headache than it's worth. I, can't be, yeah. I can't be asked. I silently can't be asked. Yeah, the and thing is, the- do any of us
3: here have any Man City players this season? Maybe I, started, I started. I started with Morris. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we're, we're all doing fairly well, like without City players, and they've they've had four 0 and five 0 games, like or whatever, you know. So there there is more ways to kind of skin a cat, you know, the old expression. You know, um, (laughs) I I have to say, I do think, though, that I'd love a City player this week for, you know, the home game against Southampton, but I guess the Champions League fixture might tell us a little bit more, um, you know, on the lineup. Um, I would like to bring Torres in for maybe Havertz or Mahrez. It's going to cost me a hit, but going back to Jesus, um, I I think, you know, if he does play, he's more than likely going to be on that right wing. And, of course, he's got competition with Mahrez, so... He's taken up a striker spot and he's not going to be even playing in the striker's role. Now, I know there's a lot of fluidity in that kind of city front four, but he's not a kind of traditional good on paper FPL pick, but in my opinion, at least.
2: I just read that uh, both uh, Stones and Laporte didn't train and both are probably injured for the game tomorrow, which (laughs) bodes well for Nathan Ake, but I don't think it bodes well for City's clean sheet prospects. (laughs)
1: Uh, Definitely. I was just going to say, I think that point from last season, like City, whether it's the first time a team has won the Premier League and not had a single player in the end of season dream team. And it's kind of like that thing of, you know, City share the love. I mean, everyone gets involved. Everyone gets a goal. Mm. And also, are they going to be, we've seen them, you know, they played a poor Arsenal side and Norwich as they got their 5-0 wins against. You kind of expect those results, but you kind of, You want to see City getting, you know, if City are going to be worth it, they need to be getting really big scores, really big XG every week, because that's how you can kind of justify the rotation. Because you can say, okay, and the player I would go for is Torres, who has started so far all the games and um, is getting into good playing, you know, out of position as a forward and is cheap. And if that continues, he looks like a really good bet. Um, But you want them to be getting, if they are going to share the goals around, you need them to be getting those high scores so that you can you know if he's benched one week you can kind of hope he's going to get a double the digital hall the next week when he comes on we kind of saw this with with Foden a bit last season where if he didn't play it was frustrating but when he did play he tended to do quite well dirty dirty city players right okay
0: this game week lads where are we seeing the goals then Newcastle leads there's goals in that fixture right yeah plus on paper on paper I think no, I'm oh nice no, nice no, putting the old on paper in there. Yeah, I like it. I think I think we'll see goals in Norwich Watford. Norwich Watford. Well you say that, Yordi. I thought that. But this this fixture in the championship last season was like one nil and one one.
2: But but I, I think both sides need to go for it because it's uh, yeah, it really is a relegation uh, battle, I think. Do you know what?
0: I'm gonna i I'm gonna say it. Two goals from Pookie. He's going to Norwich. Is going to win. Could
2: be another. Uh, I think Norwich
0: have will a lemon replacement there. There you go. Why not Pookie? Get get involved. Don't blame me if it's wrong though. Eh?
2: <laughs> well, I don't know how the
0: fixtures how their fixtures look after. Well, I just you got it. It's got to be one week. It's sort of like one night only. Isn't it just one night, guys? Just one night, and then
3: that's it forever. I'm just looking at the fixtures. I think every game, bar maybe Sunday games, could have a lot of goals. And i kind of find it hard to call the Sunday games. They they look fairly tight. West Ham without Antonio, and then United being away. That you know, it's very hard to call that game. Tottenham and Chelsea hard to call that game, uh, and then Brighton Leicester. Okay, maybe that that might have a couple of
0: goals in it. Okay, let's talk captaincy. Will, I'm going to come to you first. You actually got your captaincy right for once in terms of you, Captain Lukaku. Who are you going for this game week?
1: I don't know. I mean, the bringing in Salah against Crystal Palace, I need to decide if I think that's actually as good a fixture as all the all the stats are saying. Liverpool are playing very well. It seems like the obvious choice just to get Salah and make him captain. I also think, I don't know, Yordi's saying that he thinks West Ham are going to do well. I'm not sure. West Ham are going to do so well against Manchester United but who do you pick and Solskjaer hinted at managing the minutes for both Ronaldo and Greenwood
2: Greenwood um, is bench tonight so
1: he's probably going to play on the weekend then yeah but that's yeah so uh, prob- probably Salah I'll probably when I'm kind of stuck and I don't really know what to do it's easiest to captain Salah really isn't it yeah
0: go on in Matt
3: um, yeah Salah for me um, Straightforward. forward it, it's the best captain I have in my team at the minute, obviously Cavett, lewin and uh, Antonio, out. I'm going to have to make a transfer and bench Antonio for a week and just hope for the best there. Um, so, so yeah, Salah for me. Fair enough.
0: Jordi. Salah for me. You're going to go. I <laughs> you are going to go Craig? Well, this is annoying because I'm going to well, choose Salah uh, as well. Or, right. or
2: Will should convince me to captain Lukaku against Spurs, but I don't think he will but he'll score every
1: game he'll score every game unless there's a sending off yeah I think Lukaku is a good shout though I mean Spurs as I say could get players back it it will be a different performance to the one uh, we saw against Palace but I've not been as I say I've not been impressed with Spurs the first few weeks but maybe this Crystal Palace defeat although they were missing players will prompt you know people react to defeats they want to change things as a new manager so we could see something different
0: way and there it is game week five is on its way thank you for joining us on today's show this week's show the fpl weekly will be around next week of course for more content for the boys you can find yordi and matt and we're all on twitter you can find their twitter handles in the little blurb episode blurb of this uh you can follow me on twitter our pods, FF. Uh, find that in there as well and uh i mean come on i've got 83 points this week